Welcome to Here Comes Yesterday, a weekly 15-minute podcast full of useful memories for dealing with the world ahead with your host, Frank Corrado. Are you turned off by baseball? Statistics say you are. There's been a big drop-off in attendance and viewership of the game in recent years. Young people find it boring. Older people are irritated that major league teams want them to pay to watch games on their TV at home. School kids seem to be gravitating increasingly towards soccer. Going to a baseball game for an average family now costs in the hundreds of dollars for a major league experience. Also, you can't hear yourself think at a game anymore. When I've gone to a game in recent years, my ears have been continually bombarded with constant music and drum tracks designed, I'm guessing, to try and keep people awake and involved in a game that has always and forever been pretty low-key. The only positive experience I remember in the last year or so was watching on TV that Field of Dreams game that was staged in a famous Iowa cornfield between the White Sox and the Yankees. That was truly exciting. Players battling among the corn stalks. Does it get any better? If you still kind of like the game, what are your options these days? Well, you might consider attending a minor league game. Many cities across the U.S. have minor league teams. There's the Buffalo Bisons and the Midland Rockhounds, the Frisco Rough Riders, the Grand Rapids Whitecaps, the Carolina Mudcats, the Tri-City Dust Devils, the South Bend Cubs, and my favorite, the Toledo Mud Hens, and so on. Colorful? Yeah, they are. The games are fun. There's lots of activities for kids usually, and you can actually get close to the field. I remember years back going to a White Sox game when they wintered in Sarasota. It was perfect. You got to see a major league game in a small stadium, kicking up lots of dust. Now, most major league teams have migrated to big stadiums in Arizona. Yuck. On becoming an octogenarian this past spring, the woman of our house expressed an interest in visiting the Baseball Hall of Fame in Cooperstown, New York. This sent her children in a new direction as they scouted for birthday presents. One of those presents materialized as an official Cubs shirt with the number 80 on it. Ouch. Another gift was a season pass to a minor league baseball team in Gary, Indiana, the Gary South Shore Railcats. The first outing to a Railcat Stadium, a handsome though modest red brick affair that somehow got plopped down in the middle of heavy industrial Gary, took place in late June when grandson Freddie was visiting from out west. Maybe, and I mean maybe, there were five or six hundred fans there for that midday game. My guess was that many of the fans were there simply because they got free tickets. Didn't matter, really. Nobody was counting. The Railcats' opponent, the very good Kane County Cougars from west of Chicago, were not going to be easy. The Railcats are young, and when I did a little digging, I learned that minor league players earn maybe $3,000 a month during their short season. So these young guys are out there for the love of the game, really, though I'm sure a few are still young enough to have major league stars in their eyes. So there's lots of hustle to see. Big league games always have seemed kind of tense, 
But in this northwest Indiana oasis nestled between two major expressways, two railroads, and uh, the South Shore interurban tracks, everything was amazingly relaxed and cool. Eight-year-old Freddie got to sample his first cotton candy. We moved out of the hot sun and into the shade to enjoy our beer and pop. That's a lot of space there. Local organizations like hospitals and cable providers set up booths and gave away tchotchkes. My favorite were the free cookies, of course. They go great with beer. One loitering policeman parked by the cookies asked Freddie if he wanted to trade a cotton candy for a game ball. While Freddie was thinking about it, the cop smiled and just handed him the souvenir ball. Freddie's dad, Joe, observed that an afternoon at a Railcats game is probably a treat for cops who spend a lot of time in heavy-duty, crime-ridden areas like Gary. We now fast forward to a few days later at our blueberry farm where friends and family have gathered for a preseason harvest party. Blueberry season starts around July 1st and is crazy and hectic for about six weeks. So a little rest and relaxation before all hell breaks loose is certainly appreciated. It would be a day filled with what the Italians call la dolce farniente, sweet nothing to do. The day would start off with a late morning get-together with Joe's high school friend Frank, who showed up with a cooler of drinks and half a dozen large sub sandwiches. It usually ends with an impromptu music set with Joe and friends late into the night. That means about 10 p.m. for people like me. Son Joe, who had originally majored in outdoor recreation in college, decided that the multi-generation group should start by bonding over a game of baseball. The game was really tons of fun because everybody there took it kind of seriously. There weren't enough players for two teams, so the group reverted to playing what we called Peggy Up when I was a kid, everybody rotating positions. For two preteen boys who weren't very athletic, their participation brought smiles of hope to their relieved fathers. Grandson Freddie is pretty darn good at soccer, so this was going to be a foray into a new sport for him. For me, well, there were some pangs of regret watching my 43-year-old son expertly pitching the ball. My bad for never having encouraged him to get into baseball when he was young. I think he would have been pretty good. For the better part of an hour, we played at playing baseball. It was a testament to my oldest belief about sports. They are best enjoyed when being played, not watched. I can't predict the future of baseball. I can just remember how important it was to everybody when I was a kid. Even if it always seemed that to be the Yankees and the Dodgers, that was Brooklyn Dodgers back then, people would whisper scores or sneak a listen to a forbidden radio. So maybe I'm locked into those memories of a different time. But when friends gather and start a pickup game, or we travel to Gary to watch minor league baseball, good feelings return. And you can take me out to the ball game one more time. That's it for now. You've been listening to Here Comes Yesterday, a podcast full of useful memories for dealing with the world ahead. 
Your ideas and reactions can also be very useful. Contact Frank Corrado via email at corrado at c4m.com. That's C-O-R-R-A-D-O at the letter C, the number 4, the letter M, dot com. This is Mel Zellman. Thank you for listening, and catch us next time.